0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm Royal.
1: I'm Melissa.
0: And you chilling with us.
1: You chilling with us today. We're so happy to be able to talk to y'all again. Um, I'm, I'm kind of digging these like solo episodes. Me Not too. to say that I don't love the guest episodes, but this has been nice just to be able to talk with y'all, vibe with y'all. And um, I don't know, just share what's been on our mind. And yeah, yeah, it's good. So real quick. Before we get into today's topic, I want to go ahead ahead and read the review of the week. Um, this one is by cleanse by Chris. She says, amazing free gems being dropped. This podcast is amazing. Thank you guys for creating this for us. And I'm so grateful to come across this podcast because you guys teach so much from inside and out. And I love how you all are so genuine and helpful and just feeling your vibes through the apps you guys are on. And it's such a blessing and so inspiring and helpful. Keep flourishing and dropping gems. Um, Thank you so much, Cleanse by Chris. We really, really appreciate you leaving that thoughtful review. And for all of y'all who are listeners of the Spa Strong Podcast, if you are loving it, then please subscribe and leave a review as well so that we can be found by more estheticians and share our our message of empowering estheticians through boundaries, balance, health, and safety. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's get into it. Today, we want to talk to y'all about money.
0: Yeah. Also, oh, well, yeah, speaking of money, okay. Our
1: course. Yeah. So this is why we want to talk about money because we're coming out with this awesome, awesome new course that we're so excited for y'all to be able to take. It's called
0: Charge your worth.
1: Charge your worth. This is something that a lot of estheticians, specifically solo estheticians struggle with. Mm -hmm. And so we really wanted to come out with something that would help you understand not only why it's important to charge your worth, but also how do you figure out what that is? How do you stand up for your prices? Um, Are you covering your business expenses? Are you meeting industry standards? All of those things. So when you charge your worth, you can not only like attract a better clientele, but you also make more money, y'all. True. And your business becomes profitable and thriving, which is something that I know is so, so important to most, if not all of y'all. Yeah. Right? So this course is going to be released a week from tomorrow.
0: Which is?
1: Monday, September 14th.
0: Which is the day after our anniversary.
1: Our anniversary. September. 13th yeah so i think on last week's podcast though we said that the podcast was going to be or the the course was going to be released on On the the 4th on the 12th oh on the 12th
0: but we added some dope stuff so we're like you know what let's push it back and if we didn't say the 12th it's okay
1: i think that's what we said yeah
0: it's on the 14th now yeah (laughs) because we added some (laughs) badass stuff
1: so yes so keep an eye out the 14th one uh 1 p.m pacific yeah 1 p.m. Pacific is when it's going to be able available to purchase. We and this is a pre-recorded online course, and so you are going to have lifetime access to it. Mm-hmm. You can watch it as many times as you want, um, but it's only going to be available to purchase for one week.
0: Seven days.
1: Seven days. Then and, it disappears. It's gone. Whoosh. Yep. Okay. So we will be sure to put the information, link the up information for this course into the episode notes, so that y'all can take a look at that but um today we wanted to talk to y'all about overcoming money anxiety oh man isn't this such a huge thing it's real yeah i got to turn my microphone so i can look at you okay great so i can see how pretty you are okay
0: <laughs> i'm not taking this out
1: <laughs> i don't <laughs> i think you're pretty it's hard to have a conversation like anyway okay so money anxiety um this is something that like, I personally struggled with a lot. I don't know, Royal, would you say that you ever had, like, anxieties around money? No. <laughs> what about, like, avoidances?
0: No, I said I, I hated money at one point.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. I,
0: it wasn't an anxiety about it, but it was just, I've just seen what it can do to people who have it and who don't. Yeah. Especially, like, in the law enforcement side of things, I can see what people who have it can get away with. hmm And what people who don't have it, what they go through.
1: Well, and yeah. it, it's interesting because you know people who people who have it what they're willing to get or what they're able to get away with or what they're you know willing to do with that money, mm-hmm. and then people who don't have it what they're willing to do to, to get it. Get oh, yeah. And that's that's such an interesting point because I think that um, wealth and having money has kind of been demonized
0: mm-hmm. in the community. My, my, my mind has my mindset has changed completely. yeah, of course, but yeah, that's what it was.
1: Right. But I was just going to say that a lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, you know, money makes you a bad person, um, but poverty doesn't necessarily bring out the best in you either. Hmm. You know? And yeah. so it's just it, it's so interesting like you have to be able to look at money from both sides of the coin and not just assume like, oh my gosh. Money makes you bad. Money makes you greedy. Money makes you, like, shameful and icky.
0: Which is completely false. Right. And when people say like, money isn't everything. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Money is not everything, but it is. Money means a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. When you got
0: to pay that surgery bill. Right. Or when you want a roof over your head or food in your stomach Mm -hmm. or to just enjoy yourself. Yep. Money means a lot.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or I mean, money means a lot when, and I don't, I don't have kids, but I remember this from, you know, interacting with my parents. Like we didn't grow up wealthy at all. And, um, money probably would have meant a lot to them like around Christmas time Mm -hmm. and stuff where they had all these little kids and they want to be able to give them something and can't, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes me think of the, um, um, Biggie small song,
0: more money more problems.
1: No, 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 no. Uh which what is it? Where he's like, birthdays were the worst days. Hey, now,
0: now we, we dri- sip <laughs> now we sip champagne when <laughs> we Thursday. when Thursday. Yeah.
1: And it's like, I mean, imagine that, you know, growing up being without and like birthdays and Christmas, the worst time of the year, and your parents are like, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, because that's what I went through. Mm-hmm. And then you you don't want to I don't want to pass that on to my kids.
0: Exactly. Um, Thanksgiving and Christmas have the highest suicidal rates
1: really yeah,
0: throughout the whole year.
1: Oh, I think you've mentioned that to me before. Yeah. Yeah, but it makes sense like if you can't and unfortunately it's this um it's kind of like a societal thing where it's the the image and the expectation. Like at Christmas you've got to be able to give presents to your kids and hopefully. I mean, I I know in my family when we didn't have a lot at Christmas time or for birthdays, it was never you know, like, oh, my parents don't love me. It was obvious that they did. But if uh, if there, there is kind of this um, performance aspect yeah. behind it, like, I've got to be able to buy my kids everything because that's the expectation around Christmas time or buy my family everything.
0: Yeah, the, the media puts a big thing on that too. Commercials yeah. for Black Friday. Oh, oh man. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and you know, we could get into the rabbit hole of how like holidays have become so, um, commercialized and it's all about spending money now and everything like that. But, but those are real issues that we deal with as human beings, mm-hmm. you know, and living in this world of technology and the media and all of that. And so, I mean, it's just all the more reason to have a healthy relationship with money and so that you aren't affected those kinds of things in a negative way. If you don't have the money that you want yet or um even if you do have the money that you want. Because even if you do have money, that doesn't mean you got to blow it all on fall or Christmas gifts for everybody. Yeah. You can have boundaries around that right. for it's sure. It's
0: my mom always said it's not about it's not about what you spend, it's about what you keep.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's so um huge to me, especially especially now as I have um, gained a better relationship with money, and I have learned how to utilize it better and have a better understanding about it. And, um, yeah, it's not about what you spend, it's about what you keep for sure. So what we want to talk about overcoming money anxiety. Um, you know, for me, like we were saying earlier, this is something that I really, really struggled with, and we'll get into that a little, but we want to cover the three points that really got me to the point of realizing I need to change the situation. I've got to look at money head on and I need to take control of my life and my finances, both personal and business, because I didn't have this realization until I was a solo spa owner. So it wasn't like, I opened my spa when I had everything figured out. I was able to, you know, pay cash for all of my equipment and every, you know, penny that I made, I budgeted it perfectly and all that kind of stuff. No, not at all. I was a terrain wreck in the early days of my spa for sure. So I fortunately though, was able to have these realizations, specifically these three that we're going to talk about here that helped me overcome my, my money anxiety and be able to look at it head on. Because for me, I knew that it was a problem. Like I could see it lurking in my peripheral all the time. And I knew that I was living on loans. I knew I was living on credit cards. I knew that I, um, you know, wasn't saving money. And if something happened to me that I wasn't going to be able to, to work. I mean, I had a motorcycle accident, um, you
0: broke your thumb. I broke my thumb, and I still concussion. had to
1: work uh, because I couldn't afford to take days off. And I, I did buy the motorcycle like further along when I was doing better with my finances, but I still didn't have the savings I needed at that point. So, I mean, there was just a lot of, a lot of issues around that. I could feel the money problems in my energy and in my life, but i I wasn't at a place where I like mentally knew how to attack those head on and how to fix those problems. So we're going to talk about the three points that helped me personally to be able to start dealing with the money anxiety that I have or that I had and build a better relationship. So the first one was that I realized I had no freedom. Mm. That was huge.
0: You can't do anything. Oh, you're literally, you're alive, but you're not living
1: Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's such a good way to put it because I, I mean, I was going to work every day. I was working hard, but I, I didn't have anything to show for it. I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't, I I mean, I listen to this y'all, my car, my cute little Saturn ion that I lived in two different times, Stella, Stella. Um, I, at one point something happened with the the driver's side window where I couldn't roll it down. If I rolled it down, then it would fall into the The abyss. Yeah. Fall into the abyss. And so I remember I was in a drive through and I went to roll it down and it just started falling. And fortunately I had like magical cat, like reflexes and I grabbed it and I caught it before it fell into the door. And I like was able to pull it up and kind of wedge it into place, but I couldn't roll my window down. So I was like, okay, that's a huge inconvenience, whatever. I couldn't afford to get it fixed though. Then like a week or two later, my door stopped opening.
0: Oh man. So, oh dude.
1: So not only could I not roll down the window, but I couldn't open the driver's side door either. And so like from the inside or the outside. So everywhere I went, I had to crawl in through the passenger side and I couldn't go to drive throughs or like if I, if I were driving somewhere, I mean, cause I was doing, I was doing makeup on the side. And, um, so we would go to all kinds of locations. I didn't always know if it was going to be a parking garage situation, but if it was a parking garage, then I'd have to stop, get out, like climb out of my car, walk around my car, pull the park- parking ticket out, go back in and try and hurry before the little meter came back down. Wow. And, I mean, it was, but I couldn't afford, I thought. How'd that feel? Oh, horrible. I tried to play it off like, "Oh, this is just my thing." Like, everybody has a thing, right? don't no. I'm, I'm the girl with Not the
0: car. Not everybody got
1: <laughs> I'm the girl with the car door that doesn't open or the window that doesn't roll down. It it was a huge, huge bummer. Um, but finally, I don't remember, I mean, literally y'all, this went on for like 2 months that I I couldn't get it fixed. I mean, cuz I couldn't afford it and then you know, eventually I, I took it to a place and I was like, Hey, I don't have any money. Is there anything? Could y'all just look at it and tell me if it's something I could just fix on myself. Like, please take pity on me. And fortunately they, they looked at it and they fixed it and they charged me like next to nothing. They charged me like $25 for it. I mean, it was still painful to pay the $25, but at least I got it fixed, you know? But so, so no freedom, like this was such a huge, I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but at the time it was such a huge inconvenience and I, I'm not the most, I'm not the calmest driver anyway. And so it was like one more huge stressor every time I had to get in my car. Um, but outside from that, I mean, I, uh, when I got in the bike accident and I had, I got a concussion, I broke my thumb. I couldn't go to the hospital because I still, I didn't have health insurance yet. And I knew that I wasn't able to afford a hospital bill. So I remember calling the, the front desk at the hospital and asking to ter- talk to the nurse advice. And she was like, what's your question? I was like, well, I think I might have a concussion, but if I'm not throwing up, I'm okay to not come to the hospital. Right. And she was like, no, you need to come to the hospital. And I was like, but I don't have health insurance. She's like, do you want to be dead or do you want to have a hospital bill? And I was like, "Mm, I'm going to take my chances. And I hung up the phone. (laughs) Like, I, because I was so stressed. Like, I was so strapped, you know? And I mean, let's be real. I probably bought the motorcycle a little bit earlier than I should have. I loved it though. It's fine. But, um, but again, I was on my way to making things better and right in my life. And it was only like $3,000 for the bike, but whatever. Okay. Only, only.
0: Yeah. You couldn't even afford your window to roll up.
1: No, that was before. That was before. Yeah. That was way before. That was way before. No, no, no. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted here. That was way before (laughs) the motorcycle. Um, but once I bought the motorcycle, I still didn't have health insurance. And so,
0: so if anybody has any plans that we can get on, we'd appreciate it.
1: (laughs) We have health insurance now, (laughs) but, um, but anyway, so no freedom y'all. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't go and do the things I wanted. I couldn't buy what I wanted. And it, and because I didn't have a healthy relationship with money, a lot of times if I got a little extra, I would spend it on things that were just like- A waste. Yeah, just emotional wants in that moment. Like, I don't know what the deal was. It was like, if I if I kept the money, then I would have to make a right choice with it. And I didn't know how to make a right choice. So I just uh. like got rid of it as soon as possible you know? So you didn't want it. So I didn't want it because I, I didn't trust myself with it. And I knew that I would have to look at my debt. I knew I would have to look at my lack of savings and all of that Face kind of reality. stuff. Face reality. Yeah. And so I didn't want to do it. Mm. So I would just like blow my money on stuff. And then I would feel horrible about it later and have all that buyer's remorse. And then, and then that really feels like this chain wrapped around you like, and you can't, it's it's no freedom it's literally no freedom it, have you ever experienced anything like that or is that just me
0: that's just you <laughs> other people have I just have I okay. was fortunate enough to not to okay not experience it, yeah
1: you know? yeah that's so,
0: trust me I don't envy you I
1: don't, thank you yeah. <laughs> but like I have a I had a family member who this person had a lot of credit card debt like even more than I did and for years this person would not ever answer the phone if it was a number that they didn't recognize they wouldn't answer the phone because it was always debt collectors and they just ran away from it for years and years and years and now like their credit is totally messed up i mean they're dealing with all kinds of problems um they wanted to go get some more education and couldn't do it because they could not get approved for more student loans i mean it was just a huge problem that you know they're still trying to figure out after like 10 years Of building up the debt, you know? And so it's just, again, that feeling of no freedom. It just was one of the main factors that drove me to the tipping point where I was like, okay, money, we got to talk. We got to figure this out. Okay. So the second one, number two, I wasn't progressing. I couldn't invest in my business. I couldn't invest in my personal growth. I couldn't invest in my goals or my dreams. Like I didn't have any extra money going in and, and you know, I've, I've been really open about the fact that when I started my business, I did have to take out debt in order to do that because I had no money. And I'm, I'm grateful that I did that in that case, because it was part of what was able to get me out of that stagnancy. It was part of what was able to propel me forward, but it took me a long time between utilizing that debt to open the door to this beautiful new business and figuring out how to start you know being smart with my money and paying that debt off mm-hmm. and you know and part of it was running my business better and like marketing myself better and attracting clientele so I could have the income in order to pay it off so, but it was just i mean so like what i'm trying to say is basically it was like thank you for the income that came in. But then I had basically like capped out of my resources. And so then I had nothing. I couldn't take out any more credit. I mean, I couldn't get any more loans. And then I had to just like figure it out on my own and rebuild from there personally. Mm. And so I couldn't progress anymore. Like I couldn't invest in more classes for my business. I couldn't invest in business training. I couldn't invest in, um, you know, just moving into a better apartment or not moving into my car or all of those kinds of things. Like it was just this stuck, stagnant, awful feeling. And for me, stagnancy and not progressing, like stagnancy is one of the least empowering feelings in my opinion. If you're not growing, then you're trapped. Like you're a slave. And I, I can't I I just could not keep living that way. And so I was like, you know what? I have goals that I have not taken seriously. And in order for me to take them seriously, I have to get control of my relationship with money. And when I did that, not only was I able to start, um, you know, paying off debt and saving and stuff, but I was able to recognize my value as an esthetician and increase my pricing to where they needed to be in the first place. Mm. Because my prices were super super low during the beginning stages of my business as well. And so it um it all compounded. Like once I made that decision that I needed to start progressing and in order to progress I had to have a better relationship with money, then it affected my personal relationship, it affected my business relationship, it affected the way that I marketed myself to my clients and the the worth that I felt I had as a treatment provider. And it allowed me to start charging my worth so that I could make more money. Nice. Yeah. So that was, that was really, really cool. And then number three was no accountability.
0: Nobody to be accountable to.
1: Well, and I had basically like I didn't feel in control of my own life. Like somebody, it was like I kept hoping that somebody else was going to solve the problem for me. And but then, if you're just waiting for somebody else to solve the problem, then you're not you're not taking your own life into your own hands. You're not taking initiative and choosing to do something better and create the life that you want. Like I remember um, during this when I was really really struggling with my finances, uh, it was before I had to move into my car the second time. I was dating this guy who was super super wealthy. He was like a really really successful entrepreneur. And um I didn't really talk to him about my financial situation, but he was very open about his. And I remember just feeling like, "Oh my gosh. He should just like give me some money and pay off some of my debt." Like he makes
0: he should fix your problems. He should
1: fix my problems. Like, he makes all of this money. He's asking me if he should buy the 5000 which of the $5,000 office chairs he should buy. Like, oh my gosh, he should just solve my problems. And I really feel embarrassed admitting that I had that entitled kind of feeling.
0: But it's not just you. It's so many people. I know. And it was kind of like anger at him. Yes. For like, how dare you spend $5,000 on you? But- He earned it. He deserved
1: it. Exactly. He took, he had accountability for his own life. He Mm -hmm. empowered himself and he went out and built the life that he wanted. And actually, although that relationship was like really awful in a lot of ways, I'm so grateful for it because he was like what spurred me into becoming the best entrepreneur I could possibly be at that point. But I had I did, I had this resentment toward him because I'm like, oh my gosh, money is just flowing to you so easily, and I'm struggling and I'm strapped, and I don't eat dinner if you don't ask me out, and no, you shouldn't buy the five thousand dollars office chair. You should give me the five thousand dollars so I can pay off like a small fraction of the loans that I have, you know? and um, and I when I started consciously realizing that those were the emotions I was feeling toward him and thus toward myself. I was like, Oh hell no. I have to get this under control because nobody is going to come save me. And I wouldn't want someone to come save me anyway. Like I, I don't want to need anybody. I want to, you know, have relationships that are built on total and complete, um, like openness and it's, you know, like you and me, Royal, I mean, we're together because we love each other and we want each other, but I don't need you to solve my problems and you don't need me to solve yours. And that's what makes our relationship so healthy. Right. But I was not in a healthy place, like mentally, emotionally, anything like that at that point in my financially, obviously. And, um, I had to realize like, okay, Melissa, this isn't his problem. This is your problem. This isn't anybody else's problem. This is your problem. You dug this pit, so now you're the one who's going to, you know, pull yourself out of it. And by choosing to be accountable for my own life, I was able to create exactly what I wanted. And it was hard and I had to learn I had to really look at myself and realize I I had no self-control when it came to my spending. I had emotional issues, which is what I was like part of why I was spending so much because I was like trying to feed the emotional, um, voids that I had. So I'm like, Nope, I got to come up with a healthy way to fill those voids. So we're going to start working out. We're going to start crafting. We're going to start, you know, like whatever it was that I came up with at that point so that I could heal this problem that I had. And it, it wasn't easy and it definitely wasn't something that happened overnight. Like I want y'all to realize that, that it it took significant time, but I'm so grateful that I was able to look at this and say, you know what? This is up to me. If I wanted to pay off debt, that was up to me. If I wanted to save money, that was up to me. And once I started doing it myself, I could finally be proud of the money that I was earning, the way that I was saving, and even the way that I was spending. But because I had always felt like, buyer's remorse for anything I'd ever bought my whole life. If it was just fun stuff. And once I finally got to a point where my my money relationship and my my business expenses and everything were figured out, I, I was telling Royal before we started recording, like I went And, um, I went to Nordstrom and I, I was initially just going to like buy a couple of things, but the, the personal shopper there was so great and he really helped me. And I talked to him about my situation. I was like, look, I, I'm a spa owner and I don't look the part. Because honestly, y'all, because I had been so strapped for money, I hadn't shopped in like years and years. And so I was 27 years old at this point. And I had, I was still wearing clothes that I had worn like my freshman year of college. I mean, I, for like clothes that I'd had for a decade Mm. and, um, I didn't look the part and I, my business was everything to me. And so I knew I needed to, the way that I dressed affected the way that I you know, affected my branding. It affected my Absolutely. marketing. Yeah. It affected the way that I communicated with my clients, how I carried myself around them because I, I was dressing like a kid. And so it was really hard for me to see myself like this business professional, like the spa professional, this soon to be six figure spa owner. Like I, I wanted to see myself at that point. And so, um, because I was finally getting in control of my money, I was able, he was, he helped me, Nicholas, he helped me to be able to construct this little mini wardrobe that was so wonderful. Like, I love it. I still have some of the things that he, um, that, you're just
0: badass now.
1: Uh, thank you very yeah, much, my sure. dear. Thanks. But, um, that, and the point, the reason why I bring this up isn't because like, oh, then I was able to go on a shopping spree. No, it was that, I recognized that I needed to invest in my wardrobe specifically for work because it was affecting my professionalism and it was affecting the way that I saw myself and carried myself. And how can I, like I said, how can I, how could I have become the six figure spot owner if I didn't see myself that way? If I didn't act that way, if people didn't trust me as the professional, right? Right. So, I was so grateful that I was, and this is just one example, but I was so grateful that I was able to go and spend that money without any kind of resentment, without any kind of holdups, because I could um because I knew that I was doing right with my money. And I was able to feel like proud of that and it helped my business. It helped me, you know, again, carry myself like a professional. I feel like I'm rambling. But the point is that, I wouldn't have been able to do that or any other good thing for my business or myself if I hadn't overcome my money anxiety, looked at the problems head on, and started solving those problems. So that was absolutely huge. But before we wrap up, okay. let's do our badass of the week, y'all. Yep. Okay, so this is by inked.arches.pmu. And she said, I recorded my first online course. And I'm splitting up my booking system um, from my spa to take deposits for permanent makeup artistry. Um, This is awesome. Super smart. Love, And I love that you recorded your first online course. That's fantastic. Congratulations, you badass. So if you would like to be featured as the badass of the week, then send us a DM on Instagram or send us an email. We'll link that information in the episode notes because we want to be able to celebrate your badassery and uh, celebrate how awesome you are yay
0: and don't forget about our course man yeah this is gonna be a badass course
1: it's so good and it's
0: gonna be get real
1: i love it so much i'm really really proud of it because i like i honestly wish that somebody had sat me down and taught me all of these things when I was in those early days of my spa, studio, before I even opened my spa studio, just
0: in general.
1: In general, this is
0: literally what they should teach. Not even aesthetic school. This is what they should teach you in school.
1: I know, right? The,
0: the math, the math you should be going over is talk about finances and how to manage your money.
1: I know, seriously. Let's talk about credits and debits instead of calculus. Yeah, come uh-huh. on. Man.
0: But we got you guys. This course is amazing. It will be our best course yet. I guarantee you. This course will change your life and your business.
1: Absolutely. So we cover in this course, money mindset, which is kind of, you know, what we started going into a little bit in this podcast episode, but it goes deeper. It really helps you figure out your relationship with money, how to heal your relationship with money. And then we also talk about looking at the numbers, like bite the bullet, dive in, look at your expenses,
0: what you should be charging Mm -hmm. to 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 help manage your expenses and to get your most bang for your buck and actually make money in your business.
1: Exactly. Your business
0: should not be bringing in like money without you getting a piece of it. It shouldn't go all to overhead.
1: Exactly. And so with this, with this course, you're going to be able to look at that and evaluate that and figure out, you know, exactly what you should be charging, how to stand up for those prices, all kinds of great stuff. So get ready It is coming out a week from tomorrow, September 14th, 1 p.m. Pacific. It'll be available for one week. Yeah. And yeah, y'all are awesome. We love y'all so much.
0: Thank you guys for tuning in. And we look forward to hearing from (laughs) you, I guess. (laughs) We
1: look forward to talking to y'all next time. Okay, take care.
0: Bye.